DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Riley Jensen, college football expert, and he's a mental performance coach. He runs RileyJensenConsulting.com, works with a lot of local teams, does a lot of work at Weber State. Riley, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing today? This leaves, this leaves the high school camps off your resume. This is a, just a partial resume for you, Riley, not to mention your history <laughs> in sports radio, both in sales and programming. Holy cow, who wrote this? Yeah, um, man, thank you. Thank you, DJ. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. I appreciate it. I want to start with football. Uh, DraftKings says the Utes are going to win eight games. Do you take the over or the under? PK and I were both disappointed that they didn't go with 7.5 or 8.5 because you don't want to sit on the fence. We both felt like eight was the number. But then we went different directions on over or under. Uh, What do you think when you hear the Utes' eight wins? Well, it feels that that feels like a little bit of a stretch, um, just because with all the players that they're losing, both defensively and offensively. I mean, you look at at the quarterback position and the running back position; those were those were really really key contributors to the offense. And then defensively, there's just just a whole boatload of guys that were really good for the youths, but. What we've seen, and there was a few years back where I think they put 10 guys in the NFL, and they still played really, really good football the next year. I can't remember how many wins they had. But I think what gives me a little bit of hope that they can get to eight wins is Andy Ludwig. I liked the way the offense was designed last year. I liked the way um, that, that it was executed. He understood who his players were and what they could do, and he put them in situations to be able to win. I I personally think, and this is not this is, this is not a cut against Tyler Huntley because I think he had an amazing year for 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 the Utes, but there were there were times and there were key situations last year where he missed some throws. And as high as his percentage was, I know that even he is like, oh my gosh, how did I miss that throw? How did I how did how did that not happen? And is and is and and listen, he played amazing. I, I thought he played amazing football, but I think. There's going to be some guys that are just a little bit more naturally accurate in the passing game. They're going to be able to keep the chains moving in certain situations. And, I, and so for me, I think, and, and I've said this to you guys before on the radio, I think an, off, uh, uh, an offensive coordinator, a good offensive coordinator can be a plus one for a team. A really good offensive coordinator can be a plus two. And I, and I think it works the opposite way. So I think an offensive coordinator is a plus or minus two. And I think the reason why they get to eight wins is because I think Andy Ludwig's that good. And so I think with him being a plus-two offensive coordinator, in my opinion, that that gets him to eight wins. So what would be your plus-minus ratings on DJ and PK? <laughs> my plus-minus on you guys? I mean, look, I mean, we're talking about, what are we, 13 years now, 14 years now together? Uh, well, I mean, actually, I, I, actually. I Actually, we're coming up on our 18th anniversary here. Oh, my gosh, dude. It, I knew it felt like an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm legal now, man. I can be held accountable for what I say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I would say plus minus with you guys. If, if you're on my team, I'm saying you guys are plus minus five easy. and I'm going with plus five with you guys. Come on. Come on. You guys, you guys make the people around you better. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We gotta have you on more often. <laughs> how do you think I got married? I know I know how to tell people what they need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice, very nice. So this is a universal in terms of everybody being 
uh, shortchanged on spring ball and off-season workouts. So we'll see how far it goes. But obviously it's right now. So everyone is under the same set of circumstances. But some teams are being hit harder than others. We've spoken with the coaches, Kyle and Morgan in Utah, for instance. You know, last year their defense was all set, and so they didn't have any many questions. Uh, this year they got new quarterbacks and whatnot. But how do you think, generally speaking, the loss of spring practice is going to affect these teams, and in particular the teams that we have in the state. I mean, i I think I think that spring ball is a little bit overrated, in the sense that, I mean, coaches know who their players are; they they know who their guys are, and especially teams that have been to bowl games. I mean, half of the bowl game practices are healing up all of your starters and finding out who your young guys are and how they progress during the season. So, so teams that have been to bowl games, they've had those extra practices and they've had a chance to look at who they, they know who their guys are. I think, I think the concern or what you worry about when you're a, when you're a coach right now is, and as much as we like to think that college football players are all super disciplined and, and really, really good about doing what they're supposed to do, without the structure that they have right now, you worry about the guy that comes back from this break, and a lot of them have gone home because they're taking their classes online, and he comes back 20 pounds overweight, and it's June, and you only have two months to get him into shape, you know? And all of that time could have been spent getting him into really good shape, and those two months could have been used to get him into, you know, into into top condition and into top peak position to to play well for you. So I think I think that's where you worry a little bit more is is the leadership of the team and the ability to have that self control and that discipline to be able to do what it takes to win college football games, and the coaches that are able to, you know portray that image or portray that message through their own channels, whether, whether it be email, whether it be their huddle groups, whether, whatever it is, are, are going to be the coaches and the teams that play well this fall. Now, I will say this, once you get five games into the season, everybody's in shape. And so, I mean, you look at, you look at different people and some people play real well at the first of the year. Some people really peak like midway through the season. That's because, by the time you get midway through the season, every team is in shape. There's no way you can't be in shape and play college football by midseason. And so, um, we'll see. This is this is all new stuff for everybody, right? And I think there's a there's a lot of anxiety for coaches. I mean, I don't envy coaches. They work with you know here in the state of Utah, they work with 18 to 23, 18 to 24 year olds, and their livelihood depends upon it, right? <laughs> I mean, of course, there's anxiety for those guys, but I think. These coaches are good. A lot of them have a ton of experience. I mean, you look around the state now, all of them have years and years and years of experience. These guys are going to be able to weather this storm. And I don't see any team being hit harder or or, or hit worse than another team as far as this situation goes. Riley Jensen joining us, college football expert. He's a mental performance coach, works with Weber State and some other local teams, high school as well as colleges and that, RileyJensenConsulting.com. Uh, David Locke. Just posted a story from Axios, which is a survey. They've got a survey of over 100 athletic directors at FBS schools. And uh, their big concerns right now, 89% says their top concern is uh, academic progress among student-athletes over the next three months when everybody's learning online from home. 
Okay, so we get that, right? They don't have the structure around them. The next thing, 74% of them are worried about the mental health of their athletes. And I assume that what athletes are going through, there's a lot of overlap with just what our general listenership is going through. So uh, a quick tip or two, if that's possible, to keep people healthy and happy and wise and all that stuff. Yeah, so um, there's there's no question. There's a lot of different scenarios going on out there, and <clears throat> you know, I, it's 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 really easy um, to get to get down or to be going in the wrong direction here. And I'm, you know, starting starting this Monday, I'm doing like a mindfulness Monday with the Weber State athletic staff and all the players there. I do a mindfulness Monday with the Utah Jazz organization right now. I'm doing it with other companies and different people, but I, I think there's there's three small tips that we can that we can do. And if you want, you, you can go to my um, you can go to my podcast. I'm I'm pushing these out on my podcast for free right now. But Mindset Matters by Riley Jensen. I'm doing a 12 part series on anxiety and stress reduction, and you can go there for free. But I, here's here's the three things that I think are important right now. Number one. Are you being intentional with what you do? Meaning, whether it's social media, whether it's any of your media intake, whether it's DJ and PK, whether it's whether it's MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, whether it's um, Facebook, whether it's Instagram, be intentional about what you're going to do. It's, this is a good idea even in just normal times. But right now, this is not the time to go and just go, oh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook right now. Give yourself parameters. Give yourself a chance to say, okay, I'm going to go on Facebook from 9 to 9.45 this morning, and I'm going to get all the memes and all the funny things out of the way, and I'm going to feel good about that, and then maybe I'll circle back at 4 o'clock for another 45 minutes. Just being intentional about what you're doing. You can't get yourself down a rabbit hole of negativity, and, and, and it's not that it's not that some of these things are purposely put out to be negative. Some of these are very real right now. But you only have so much bandwidth, and you've only got so much um, ability to handle some of the news that's going on. So be intentional about how much media you're going to consume, and then go take a walk. Go be with your family, and go be where your feet are. In other words, just be present with your family and, and do the things that you need to do. The second part that I would say is a natural anxiety or stress reduction tool that is really great is we've all been hit and all of our routines are different right now. But one of the one of the things that we can do, and, and just like with me this morning, I got up, I do my normal routine, I get through some of the four or five things that I consider non-negotiables, I took a shower, I get ready for the day. Normally I'm out the door and I'm going to work with somebody, either Weber State or the Utah Jazz Organization or Clyde Companies down in Orem. But I'm not doing that now. I'm going on the internet. But I got up, I did my morning routine, I won the morning, and then my schedule changes a little bit during the day. And there's opportunities to to get yourself better during that time. And then I think the other thing is is controlling your routine at night, keeping your routine the same with your kids, keeping the routine the same with yourself. Those are natural, they're natural anxiety reducers. And we, we have to remember that it's probably true that everything is going to be different after this. But but instead of thinking of different as bad, different is just different and it can be good. It can be really good. And so just, you know, as you're as you're going through your morning routines, as you're being more intentional in what you do and when you realize that things are going to be different after this, 
just remember that it doesn't always mean that it's bad. Different can be good. And I think we'll learn from this and we'll grow from this. And there could be a lot of a lot of a lot of good lessons that can be learned. And I think when when we're going through our routines and when we're doing things and when we're changing and growing and progressing, this is a real opportunity for us to change some of our habits in the mornings, change some of our habits at night. And it, and it gives us a, an opportunity to to really build upon ourselves. And then the last thing that I would say that's a psychological tool that's really, really been helpful to people is just what I call the five, four, three, two, one rule. Um, and it's, it's called a grounding technique in psychology. And all, all you basically do is when your mind starts racing, when you start feeling a lot of stress, when you start um, feeling a little bit overwhelmed, is you replace some of those negative or anxious thoughts with what I call neutral or productive thoughts. And what, what it is is five things that you can see. You just look around outside. What are five things that you can see right now, right? The next part is what are four things that I can touch? So it could be that your shirt's touching your shoulder. You can touch your face. You can touch your radio. Well, actually, you probably shouldn't touch your face right now, right? Take it back. Um, yeah, I take it back. But something that you can touch. Uh, then three things that you can hear. So you just listen for three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and then one thing that you can taste. And that grounding technique, what it does is, is the science and the research shows that at any one time, we can only have one thought in our minds. And so that helps kind of replace the negativity or the anxious thoughts that you're having with what I call neutral or productive thoughts. And then it starts to become really advantageous because now you're not having those anxious or neutral or those negative thoughts. And it just becomes a nice tool. So those would be the three techniques right now that kind of stand out to me that have been helpful to people. Controlling your routine, being intentional in what you do, and using that grounding technique. And the grounding technique, after you do the five, four, three, two, one, you just follow it with a deep diaphragmatic breath, four seconds in through the nose, six seconds out through the mouth, and then just kind of move forward with your life and see if you don't feel just a little bit better. You can find a lot of these tips, like I said, on my podcast. There's other podcasts out there like Justin Sua. Um, it's called Increase Your Impact. They're quick. They're five minutes. You can get some anxiety reduction in, and then you can move on with your day. But there's there's all kinds of tools out there. If, if you want to go to my website, you want to reach out to me, if, if your company wants some of the access to some of these things, I certainly am happy to help at, at RileyJensenConsulting.com. Man, I feel like a million bucks right now. You did. You took a little deep breath, didn't you? you, you, you know, I did, All going to yeah. be okay. I you smelled know? something. I'm going to taste something. Okay, the thing I smelled wasn't very good, but, you know, beside that. <laughs> But, it, but you traded that thought, even if it's bad, right? Even if even if DJ smells really, really bad, it, it changes your thoughts from <laughs> thinking about all of the, the skies falling, right? We're, we're social distancing now. He has no idea. He hasn't been in studio since all of this broke. He's remote. I'm in studio. Oh. Yach's in his own room. I don't go in Yach's producer studio. He doesn't come in here. He actually leaves those headlines. When you're in, you see the headlines. He leaves them out on the table outside, and I grab them when I walk in. So... Other Beautiful. people have to guys, deal with my body odor, but not PK. He's he's good to go. You guys are controlling what you can control. I think the cool thing about that is I had no idea that you were doing that, that you were remote. So that, that just shows how good you guys really are. 18 years we share a sports talk radio brain so we can pull it off. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And we do control the controllables. I've told Kyle Whittingham that so many times. Control the controllables, Kyle. I think he's starting to get it. 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, a lot of people use that. I, I think I think the, the key is to know what the controllables are. <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of people say that, but do you know what the controllables are? That's the key. Well, the thing that I find interesting here is that you're talking about stuff winning the morning and you know, the controller, controllable, all that stuff, winning the morning about the routine. Well, one of the strengths that I've been able to notice being around Utah's program to the extent I'm not on the inside, but being around it, I've noticed, and clearly it just screams at you as far as the routine. I don't know that I've ever been around a coach who is more set in this is the way that we're going to do things. And I have been around some coaches who change things, and the results are disastrous. And I think if you commit to go into the Utah football program, you are saying to yourself, okay, this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be regimented. And with that in mind, Kyle has a routine every single day, and it doesn't vary, and everybody knows it. And I think that's been part of the reason that he's been successful. I don't, I don't think there's any question. I think you're you're spot on. I think from the psychological view of that, I mean, the three enemies of confidence and performance are unrealistic expectations, right, perfectionism, and comparison. But one of, one of, the, one of the friends to success and those sorts of things is expectations that are manageable and reasonable. And I think – if you look at Kyle Whittingham over the years, love him, hate him, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say about the program, the one thing you cannot be critical of is that the expectations are very clear when you come into that program. People know what is expected of them. They know what the routine is, and as human beings, the science and the research shows we need routine to lower our anxiety. And when our anxiety goes down, our confidence and our performance goes up, and so. Kyle's been a master of it. Um, I think I actually think the Bronco Mendenhall was really good at that. You may not have liked his presentation, you may not have liked the way that he talked about it, but he was really, really good. The players that played for Bronco Mendenhall and the players that are playing for him at Virginia right now, they know exactly what's expected of them, and they know exactly what they have to do to be able to be on the field and perform at their highest level. So I, I think that's what great coaches do. I think great coaches, I mean, I could sit down with any coach around the country and I could have a blast for two or three hours just talking X and O's and, and saying, hey, what if you do this and what if you do that? And they all know the right answers. But the coaches that separate are the ones that have a great culture. And I think that's what you're talking about with Kyle a little bit is the culture there is that there's an expectation when you come into the program on how to act, on how to play, and be. And I, I think that's a real compliment to them and their program. <laughs> You know, I think the other person you can add on that is uh, Jerry Sloan. He was big into routine. Do the same thing, nap at the same time, eat at the same time, substitute John Stockton out at the same time. I mean, there's, and I'm sure there's more than that, but those are the ones we know that he would talk about and that that routine, you just didn't blow a lot of energy and spend a lot of energy on thinking yeah, about stuff. You just got into the routine, you yeah. just automatically did it and conserve energy. Again, you're not using up bandwidth on decisions, right? You're, you're, you're able to just use... You know, like, hey, this is the way that we do it. I think what, what athletes and what teams and what coaches get in trouble with with routine is you have to be careful not to turn it into a ritual or a superstition, right? 
And the, the thing about a routine is that it's flexible and it's adaptable. Um, uh, a ritual or a superstition starts to control you, but you're the one who's in control of the routine. And so that's, that's the only thing that gets scary with coaches and players sometimes is that that routine all of a sudden becomes like the ritual. And, you know, I, I, you think about the ritual on major back in the day when, you know, when, when the baseball player has to have his little voodoo doll, you know, in his locker and everything or else he can't play well. Well, that's just not true, right? And so, so no question we need routine. We don't need superstition or ritual, <laughs> if that makes sense. Riley, we appreciate it as always. Thanks for talking a little football and a little uh, mental health here. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again. Thanks for having me on. Love you guys. You guys are doing great things for all of us. We get to have a little bit of a, a snack every day instead of worrying about all the craziness that's going on. Riley Jensen, college football insider and mental performance coach. You can check him out at RileyJensenConsulting.com. Coming up, we'll get you up to speed on all the stuff you missed over the course of this show. We had David Locke on earlier. We had Ryan Smith from Qualtrics on, Five for the Fight, the new TestUtah.com initiative. We'll catch you up today on all that next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Survey released by Lead One, an association of athletic directors from 130 major college football schools. 63% forecast a worst-case scenario in which revenues decrease by at least 20% during the 2020-2021 school year. Even an abbreviated football season could cause schools to lose that much. Tua Tagovailoa underwent a voluntary medical recheck of a surgically repaired hip Thursday that was facilitated by the NFL Combine. The results of the comprehensive exam were overwhelmingly positive, the quarterback's representatives told reporters. Although the NFL remains hopeful of starting its regular season on time and in front of fans in stadiums, its chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Sill, said Thursday that certain prerequisites, including widespread testing for COVID-19, must be met for that to happen. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Sam Amick is with us. So how about a legitimate basketball question? Let's hear it, Gordon. Right? If you were to pick three of the <laughs> 70 upcoming free agents, you are high on. Can you talk about that? Man, no heads up here. I'm rusty. And now you just... <laughs> Come on, and, Sam. Uh, name all 70 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Way to blindside the guest. Anthony Davis, not expected to go anywhere. Brandon Ingram has made himself a ton of money. Danilo Gallinari has been really good for the Thunder this year. Montrez Harrell gets my attention. You're talking about 18 points and 7 boards a game coming off the bench for the Clippers. He's a good difference maker, too. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The, the people I talk to have strongly suggested that within the walls of the league office, they just don't believe that traditional city-to-city postseason is possible. Putting teams effectively in one place is really the only place that makes sense, and there really isn't anything under serious consideration other than Las Vegas. Logistically, it would be the easiest place to pull off. 
That's Chris Mannix on the big show right there. And PK, we had David Locke on earlier this morning. He talked some of the logistics. They, they basically had a mini dry run with the G League. Uh, this might be a little more complicated than that. But it might not be much more complicated than that. It would be complicated by the health concerns. Uh, but... They're not going to fly teams all over the country. That doesn't seem doable. The question is, is Las Vegas going to be receptive to this? Is Las Vegas going to be in a, in a position to do this in a couple months? That's one of the questions, anyway. Well, I would think they would be, yeah. I think Vegas would be able to nail it. And I would think that they'd be able to pull it off because the NBA would have the resources to figure out what they need to do to make it sure, make sure that everything is okay. I, I'm, to me, the idea of it... I'm totally fine with it. I want to know when. Give me a date. But I know they can't give me a date. That's what I want to know. You know, I, I, I always say, you got news. Give me, give me the truth. Give me the bad news. I'll handle it. But just give it to me. Uh, don't hide it from me. Whatever it is, tell me and let me handle it. And it's the same thing here. Give me the time. I want to know when it's going to return, if it's X amount of weeks, months, whatever it is, and then I'll fill my time to get to that point. But I have no doubt that they could pull it off there if that's what they choose to do. And, it could, and it's going to be different, obviously. But within that normal frame of difference, which we now are living, I think it'll be absolutely well-received and something that'll be a great opportunity for all of us to get back because that's what I've been saying for a couple of weeks now. I think sports is big. I disagree with the folks who say sports isn't important. No, the result of sports isn't as important as we make it out, but the actual sports themselves, I think they're a great diversion for all of us. You've been to Vegas many times for conference tournaments. The Orleans the MGM, uh, and then Mandalay Bay with the G League. And I don't know if you've been to a a sports event at Mandalay Bay, but that's at least three places where you could have, what, four courts and run games, if not simultaneously, have them overlap and kind of fit together for TV while you, you know, clean and disinfect everything, wipe everything down as uh, before one another game starts in the same building. And, And it wouldn't require bussing players all over the place. And players could be staying in those hotels. Oh, you literally wouldn't have to go outside. I mean, if you chose not to, you literally would not have to go outside. Uh, Now, T-Mobile, which is also in that little uh, box area, you would have to go outside because that's a freestanding arena that is right next to the New York, New York. But you would have to go outside. But the other three, I've seen events and covered events in all three of those places, and you do not have to go outside. That's what, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I mean, the whole, just the idea of it is strange, but uh, I've latched on to strange as the reality and wor- the world in which we live. But, yeah, that's why I say I think that they can pull it off, and I would welcome it if it means sooner than later, as long as the experts and all those involved clear it and decide this is the right way to go with virtually no risk health-wise at all. We talked with Ryan Smith earlier this morning. Uh, you know him from Qualtrics, and he does the Five for the Fight ads that you see during jazz games. But now they got the new TestUtom.com initiative, and it was all about uh, private business, the Silicon Slopes people uh, coming together and launching new testing facilities. And you were quizzing them all about uh, St. George and rural Utah. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously the lives, they all matter the same there in terms of level of importance, and 
You know, we know that I've seen, he spoke about the ones, uh, the Provo Mall, I think he said, and mm-hmm. then was there, was it Southtown Mall? Hosp- I'm not sure. Don't American quote. Fork Hospital, he said. Did. Okay. Don't, okay. Go ahead. It was Timpanogos Hospital. In oh, or, yeah. Provo Town Center Mall. Okay. Timpanogos High. Thank goodness you're here, Yach. That's where my kids were born. Yeah. I know that hospital. So, you know, we have those situations there, but this opportunity to get everybody involved and, you know, say the St. George area obviously is uh, outside of the Wasatch Front and up in Logan, it would be what, uh, you know, the most populous areas, but there's other places too. I think they have its... um, some stuff we've seen up at the of the you the drive by stuff. I think they have some stuff in Cedar City. I thought I saw somewhere on somebody's newscast. You've been trying to watch the news as, as much as you possibly can without getting overwhelmed by it, and so you're getting all this stuff, a flood of information. And the thing about it, it's like the information. Uh, not to the point of changing hourly, but it seems like there's so much more information or different information from day to day. You try to comprehend it all. So I thought I saw something on that. If not, I apologize. But there's that form of that testing out there. And, yeah, that seems to be the way to go, what these experts are saying, to get best control of it. And that's all. That's the entire goal. We also just had Riley Jensen on Talking College Football. We've had a big discussion going on our uh, Facebook page and on Twitter at David DJ James. The Utes, eight wins. DraftKings has set that as the over-under line, which is a little disappointing because usually they go with a half game, so there's no pushes, and you can come down on a number. But they took the number eight, which turns out to be a fairly popular number. You and I both think that's a pretty reasonable number, eight and four for the Utes. But I go under at seven. It seems like there are a lot of things that can go wrong. They've got a lot of new guys to plug in, and they're, being, they're having practices and preparation time take away from them. Uh, the injuries are always a factor. New quarterback, new star running back, new left tackle, whole new defense. Nine just feels like too big a reach. I really want to take eight and four, but that's a push. So I think seven's more likely than nine. And in a weird twist, you're more positive and optimistic. And if I remember correctly, your priority number one here is, well, look at the rest of the Pac-12. Look at the youth schedule. Yes, and so that's why it isn't necessarily a degree of positivity. I don't want to get too crazy. Hey, the world is changing around us by the hour, Dave, so the last thing that people need to do is have me be positive. I mean, that's just turning everything upside down, right? We can't have that. So I I don't necessarily want to be negative, but I think I have to be because people have come to expect that from me. It's dark and gloomy. It's definitely half empty in my world, and that's what people want. So I don't want to throw them the ultimate curveball, so I'm going to take one for the team here. So my prediction as far as going on the over right now, subject to change, but right now is... Not necessarily so much of that. I believe I believe in Kyle's and his coaching ability and his and his program that he has to find a level of consistency. That certainly is one thing that I think we all believe in because we've seen it for a number of years now. But it's more towards the unknowns on the level of competition. And I'm thinking, okay, these guys got a bunch of unknowns here. Speaking of the Utes, but over there, man, ah, they're changing staffs left and right they're changing coordinators guys are getting fired i mean uh, someone is he's fired a bunch of guys since he's been there and you know that you you think that tate was going to take off under he he was great under rich rod but these last two years under someone he didn't do anything so why would although i like the kid that they brought in the freshman who played last year he looked pretty good i thought but still how can i really believe in that 
You know what I mean? And they have to come to Salt Lake in the fall. Oh, there's no way. There's no way that I'm going to pick Arizona to come in here and beat these guys. I, I don't care if they got 22 brand-new starters. There's just no way I'm going to do it until I actually see it. And I can go down the list with with Colorado and a couple other teams there, and you can see them easily, easily, you can see them getting four conference wins. Can you not? Easily. I would be shocked right. if they didn't get to four conference wins. I mean, I really think that six and six would be the floor. To all the things you said about the stability of the program, the confidence in Kyle, but not just that, the confidence in his entire staff. You know, Morgan's been there a long time. Andy Ludwig uh, trended in the right direction for four years and culminated with that uh, undefeated Sugar Bowl season the first time he came through. He came back last year and met or exceeded everybody's expectations. So I would think six and six is the floor with four and five in conference being the floor. Nine and three. If they're nine and three, and it always comes down to what other people do, but if they're nine and three, Kyle's in the hunt for uh, coach of the year in the conference. To have that much turnover and get back to nine wins, and he might not get it because, you know, somebody else could have a great year and, and maybe somebody else comes out of nowhere. Um, you know, it's always versus expe- expectations. I've got all the same doubts you've got about Colorado, Arizona, and UCLA, but any of them had a big year and overcome those doubts, then their coach would be in the mix. If Washington or Washington State hits a home run here in year one, I think there's, you know, kind of question marks and middling expectations for both those teams. They'd yeah, throw Shaw and Stanford there because Shaw and Stanford had a bad season last year. That'd so be a they huge bounce back for themselves. them. Yeah, but I, I really yeah, think so if, the, if, if the Utes are 9-3 and three and 6-3, and three, at minimum Kyle's in the hunt for Coach of the Year. That's... That, that would be excellent. You really drilled this into all of us three years ago when in similar situations they sent a lot of guys off to the NFL. Now, they had more winning, so they're in a better position reputation-wise than they were then. Right. And that's recruiting. That's bringing in more talent. And I also think the league is in a weaker position than it was then. So I'm not going to go forecast a 6-6 six and six regular season. That's the floor to me. I'd really like to pick eight and four, yes. but man, nine seems high end. You know, because they're going to be the underdog sure. against SC, and it's the Pac-12, so you always lose a game you aren't supposed to. But that only leaves you one more to get to nine and three. I understand. I don't have any problem with what you said. I think the two, the key, two key things you just said is that three years ago people were going crazy, and I was saying, well, wait a second, man, they just lost so much talent mm-hmm. that I don't see it, and. It turned out that you know they won their seven ball games. Well, it wasn't bad under the circumstances, but it wasn't the big time season that some people thought. But the two factors that I agree with what you just said 100 percent are a the program is in a better shape now, so they're bringing in more mm-hmm. talent. Yeah. The newcomers are more talented than the newcomers were then. So that's one. And then two, the league is continuing to be in flux. And that's putting it mildly. The league is continuing to be in flux. Can say, well, this is a, there's so many crappy teams in this league. Uh, you know, if you want to go that far, that's fine. But I'm going to keep it as the league is in flux. Utah's program isn't in flux. Individual players come and go each year that change the outlook and the outcome so we're not picking them to be the overwhelming favorite what was it 33 out of 34 votes last year whatever it was to win the south okay we're not picking them but the program is as stable as ever 
maybe not individually this position, that position, whatever it might be from uh, not necessarily every year, but like at a two to three year rotation, guys coming in and out of the program and play those specific positions. But Kyle's got the program in a much better spot than it was three years ago. Everybody agrees that. I saw a thing on one of those uh, website that I told you about the Pac-12 Sports. Maybe it wasn't there. It was somewhere I saw it where they listed the top uh, X amount of coaches in the country, and Kyle was in the top ten. Yeah, in the top ten of the country. Well, you're basing it on what we're doing right now, and this program is in great shape right now. All right, DJ and PK. That's a lot of the stuff we have been talking about this morning. Gives you a little taste of what's going on, and it is brought to you by. Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. When we come back, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. George Niang joins us. You've got guys that are making $32 million, and then you got guys that are making minimum in the league, and their mindsets are different. Is it going to be tough to get everybody on the same page to get this season moving forward? Uh, you know, if, if you haven't noticed, Hans, uh, NBA players love their money. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> if we have a chance to play, guys are going to be playing. You know, guys don't want to see money left on the table, and I think you got to be able to, you know, stretch it out and try to do as much as you can to make sure that we play the games without, you know, interrupting, you know, people's health and disrupting lifestyles. But, you know, I think guys are really eager to play, especially, you know, when you're sitting at home. And I know guys have wives and kids that I'm sure that they love, but I'm sure they're excited to get out of the house when this all goes down. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. PK, you're absolutely correct. We do not want to hear about the virus. We can hear that any other place. We want to hear sports. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, PK. <laughs> well, I think you need yeah, one I more there. Clear th- she <laughs> sure changed several you. more. <laughs> and thank you, and thank you, and thank you. You can't get enough of those. But I think that's true because there's enough real life out there, and I don't think we've survived 18 years on breaking down real life. Sports isn't real life. Kind of been a little and bit And there's still around. plenty to discuss. Yeah, we can have fun with it, and uh, we can also break down. We would be normal. We would be doing this this time of year anyway. We'd be a little more in-depth because we'd have a little more information on the quarterback battles going on. You know, how did Zach Wilson looking spring ball mm-hmm. uh, and obviously the Utah situation Utah State with uh, what's his name uh, Columbia Henry Henry Columbia name, right? and uh, Columbia and they've got some guys that uh, you know maybe to challenge him but he's played in 13 13 or 15 games I think it is so you know we we don't have that but even that would just be speculation because I, I, I can guarantee you that Kalani wasn't going to come out and say, absolutely, Zach Wilson's going to be our starter game one. And certainly at the U, Andy Ludwig wasn't going to come out and say, we got our guy and Lisk and fill in the blank. They're playing to see who's number two. No, I don't see that happening. So there was, there's that form of speculation, and there's plenty of stuff there. That hasn't really changed that much right now. Well, if they end up canceling or postponing games, that's a whole other story. But for right now, those are the types of things we'd be 
talking about anyway. Now, obviously, we would be much heavier on Jazz playoff and playoff matches, but we don't have that. But we can get by, and we enjoy. We encourage people to listen to us too, because now we need you more than ever. And doggone it, I've been there for eighteen freaking years for you. So it's now time that you be there for us. Patrick Kinnan. Boom, boom, Patrick Kinnan. Boom, 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 boom. All right, we got uh, Sports Pack 12 is tweeting out another list. Total appearances in AP football poll over the last two years. Uh, Oregon leads the Pac-12, and then it's Utah. So when we're talking the strength of the program and how things have been going, yep. they're the Utes with 23 appearances, which is 16th best in the country, second best in the conference. Yep. And then at the other end, you've got, you've got schools like uh, UCLA and Oregon State, uh, have not been ranked at all. Ouch. Zippo, huh? Yeah. Uh, Arizona's the other one. Arizona hasn't been ranked at all. Even Colorado what was, was that ranked other one? twice. Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. What'd you say? Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> that is music to my ears. <laughs> Mark Harlan will call me on it next time I talk to him. <laughs> not so much in basketball. I don't really care that much in basketball. I give them their due. But in football. Football police. I, I, I have got to see them down. All right, DJ and PK, we are just about out of time. Stay with us, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.